Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Bass, where every week we cover a new topic of interest to you, the working bass player. You can find us on the internet, the intertubes, at practicalbass.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, Google+, and Twitter. We really do want to hear from you, our listeners. We want to forge a relationship with you, so we hope you will get in touch. You can also visit our website and leave us feedback there at practicalbase.com. Leave us some comments. If there are things that you're learning from the podcast, we want to hear from you. If there are things that you'd like to suggest as a topic or something that you're not finding that you'd like to hear about, we would love to hear from you too. And uh, and Dave and I would be happy to to uh, gear up some episodes to talk about that stuff. Um, what are we going to cover today, Dave? I always go to you for this. So tell me what we are doing, oh, Dave. Let me take a look at my notes here, Paul. <laughs> so yeah, today we're, uh, today actually we're talking about something that's very, you know, I feel like it's very important to just our podcast in general. Um, and this is, we're, we're going to be discussing organizational tools. Organizational tools. And that it is important because I feel like this is something that we ourselves use in order to be able to do this consistently, right? To put out this podcast, we're right. actually trying to practice this as well and you know i've had yeah. i've had a ton of people say to me in the last couple months because i've talked to you know just various friends as we were getting our content ready i've been talking to them about what we're doing and they're like i don't understand how you get all of this stuff done it really is about just practicing a little bit of minimum organization and if you can do that like you can fit those big rocks in the bowl like this is kind of a it's kind of a trope but at the same time it, it is true right if you think about you know the things that you really care about doing in your life right think things that are important to you whether it's creative or spending time with your family or you know writing that novel you've always meant to write or yeah. you know, writing songs or you know learning how to paint whatever those things are, yeah. right? Those are the big rocks. Like you have a bowl and if you put all the little rocks in first, you can never fit the big rocks in the bowl. But if you put the big rocks in first and you make time for them and you actually set goals and organize around them, then you can fit whatever little rocks around it you want, the right. pebbles, right? Because right. there's never ending streams of little pebbles, but the, that stuff's yeah. not important, right? right? So it really is about like just getting organized and 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 putting those things in order. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are other topics about this that'll come up, but uh, you know, I, I guess asking a question, you know, we did this the last episode and I kind of would like to pose a question to our audience and have you think about this, right? Think about it now, but maybe think about it after the episode is over as well. And again, you know, give us some feedback and let us know your thoughts and you know, what, you know, what this episode has sparked in you. You know, are you the kind of person who writes everything down uh, and, you know, you really like to keep records and, and keep organized? Or you know, are you one of those people who says, well, you know, I'm just going to memorize this stuff. I'll remember this, right? Somebody, somebody tells me something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll remember to do that, right? Which of those right. kind of people are you? Um, and then maybe compare that to how the results come out for you. Are are you usually somebody – some 
are you usually somebody who's early to rehearsals or gigs or are you often late um, to, to showing up to things? Yeah. You know, are you known as somebody who's pretty with it and, you know, got their, got their stuff together or, you know, are you more the kind of person who feels like you're often forgetting people or places or times? Right. Think about, think about your reputation you know, not just as a musician, but as a, as a gigging professional. Right. I mean, that really is something that we concentrate on for the show is, is looking to help you guys, our audience be working players, right? And this is a job. It's not just fun. I mean, hopefully it's fun, right? Because if you don't enjoy it, you shouldn't waste your time doing it. I mean, that really came to me heavily. I'm, I don't want right. to drag us down into anything morose, but a, a couple things that I heard about this past week, you know, really kind of struck me as being, uh, they were really hitting home this idea that you only have a limited amount of time yeah. on this planet and you, you really don't know what that time is, right? To start off with. Right. So if you're going to do things, do things that have value, right? And that you care about and, you know, that are enriching you and the people around you and other people, and and yeah. really put your time into that. So, yeah. You know, hopefully, if 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 that's true about your bass playing, then you want to do it well. And it's not just about playing well; it's also about being a professional, right? Showing up and getting getting the job done, being there on time, delivering what you meant to deliver, knowing what you're supposed to know when you walk in the door. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I guess so, Dave. I mean, there's there are probably a million ways we could go with organizing or organizing your life or being organized. I mean, is there right. a, an experience or a story that you, know, you wanted to share about this maybe that, that highlights that? Yeah. I gave it some thought and I really, you know, took time to think about how, how to sort of capsulate this topic for, from my experiences. And, you know, I think naturally I am as organized as a seven-year-old, <laughs> like I'm all over the place. Right. <laughs> um, so, and I've, I've learned this through many lessons in life and, and, uh, you know, this is work stuff also, but also with music and just in, in other aspects. So I live by processes. Like I have to put processes in place that I, at times it may seem I, I obsess about them so that it looks like I'm super organized, but really it's just because I know that I need those processes in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically, what it does for me is that it puts these like bumper rails on life. <laughs> like I can't drop the ball because I've, you know, I can't get that bowling ball in the gutter because it's not possible. Right. So, um, you know, and, and so in, in general, I think at a, at a high level, you know, some of those pieces that I, you know, I'm a big calendar user, I use my phone for my calendar. Um, I'm a big time block person because I work a lot. I play a lot. I have, I, I emphasize my quality of life with my family a lot. And I can only manage all these things by blocking out those, those time spaces. Right. Right. Um, but that being said, like, so there, there are actually two situations when I'm thinking about this topic that I think will help explain that it's, it's not always going to be perfect. So one of, um, I think 
this was three or four years ago. This is the only time I've ever been late to a gig. I won't give the whole story because it'll be the whole podcast, but <laughs> things happened. <laughs> but there's a story. In there it. is a story. You can make one up and it's probably not as good as my story, but whatever. So <laughs> they rarely are. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even believe this one. So, um, but I had, I had a gig and it was, you know, at, the gig started at nine o'clock and it was six 30 and my wife and kids left the house to go run an errand. And I said, I'm just going to go do some last minute prep work. I was exhausted and I was not well planned. And I apparently fell asleep at my keyboard where I was like, you know, practicing bass. Holy moly. Wow. My wife comes back at nine fifteen, and she says, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, geez. And I said, good question. <laughs> and then I freaked out. Um, one time I was excused for it and never do it again. And I have processes in place to make sure that doesn't happen. I add alarms to my times. Yeah. And uh, the second time, which is really ironic is really that when Paul, when, when Paul and I first got together to do this, we had like a very first meeting where we were doing some planning around, you know, what this would look like as far as the podcast is concerned. Oh, right. So there's a long story that I won't get into, but I was late. And this is the day we were going to meet over at uh, Hyperion. Yeah. Right? Hyperion coffee. It's a coffee house. And yeah, I woke up to Paul's, uh, you know, messages like text message or whatever. I think it was Facebook meant basically like, are we meeting? I hope they weren't like mean or something like maybe they were like progressively more like, Hey Dave, how like starts out like, Hey Dave, what's, I don't have the, I mean, I'm sure I have those texts still, but it'd be like, Hey Dave, what's going on? And then maybe later it's like, Hey, are we still getting together? And it's yeah. like, I mean, no, no, they, I'm they on were, my fourth coffee and now I'm really angry. No, no. As far as feedback, like they were very, they were pleasantly serious and like, rightfully so. Like, how do you not have tone in that? <laughs> so, so, um, but that, that I attribute to the fact that like, I have this thing where if I, if it's that like important, if it's that crucial, which is like, this is what we do, right. As, yeah. as with, with practical base, it's, it's just about being that professional. Yeah. And because of that, of course I was late. Like there was so much pressure to not be late. <laughs> And so when I was a kid and I was first ride, learning how to ride bike, my, my dad got me this new bike. I like first learned and, and we're going to take our, our ride, you know, down this like main street. And there were like some basic rules. And one of them is like, there were two rules. Number one, don't ride your bike in the street. Cause you'll get hit by a car. And right. number two, don't hit a tree. I hit a tree. You steered right for the tree. I, I, yeah. I crushed that tree. <laughs> So that's me. That's like in my DNA. You crushed it at tree. I crushed it a tree. Um, all right. There's my story. So <laughs> Paul. So you need, you need tree bumpers. I need, I need tree bumpers. Yes. <laughs> Another million dollar idea. You need bumpers. To, yeah. You need this. You need the bumpers to avoid the trees of life. That's I see, right. I see how this story connects. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Paul, yeah. what about you? Well, so. I, I absolutely um, used to be incredibly disorganized. And I, I would say that even today, I there are probably things that I could do better to be more organized. But 
I am 10 times, 100 times better than I was if you had met me at age 30. Right. I think you would have seen it, you know, two very different people, you know, God forbid, even before that, when, you know, I didn't really have a professional life yet. Like, you know, as a teenager or college student, I was always getting things done at the last minute or not yeah. at all. And, you know, probably lost opportunities because of that, you know, I, and one of the reasons was for the simple fact of not writing things down. Like I wouldn't take the opportunity to write things down. Something that simple. Yeah. And, and I think that I had, I felt like I'm a smart person. I can remember this fact, not thinking about the idea that that just doesn't scale over the course of a day or a week or a month. And so you have this enormous pile of, oh, I'll just remember that. Right. And each one of those things is taking some brain power to maintain that, that, that thing in your list and remembering that you need to know to, you know, you need to do that. You need to be here. You need to call that person. And, and when you don't write those things down, you're, you're inevitably going to forget them. Yeah. It's, it's like that wall of post-it notes, like totally like all over the map that, you know, our brain is holding onto them and maybe one 10%. Yeah. They, they, they make it through the, you know, they make it through the fog of everything else going on. And it's not just that, but it's the idea that when you don't remember them, it's very demoralizing. Like you feel bad about yourself. You know, let's say one of those things is, oh, I need to call my mom. And then the end of the weekend, you know, the end of the weekend comes or like it comes to Monday or Tuesday, you meant to call your mom on Saturday and you remember on Wednesday that you were supposed to do it and you, you feel terrible. Right. Right. You did, and and you pile up those things over the course of a month or a year, and you start feeling pretty bad about yourself. Yeah, you don't. You may not realize it, but you do. You feel. You know. You have to tell other people. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so disorganized, et cetera, et cetera. And you yeah. kind of become that story. Like you tell that story, and then you start becoming that. Right. So my hmm. job. Uh, when I when I switched jobs uh, about nine years ago, my new job really forced me to get with the program. I don't mean that somebody came and held a gun to my head. I mean that the job was very stressful and there were a lot of things involved. And I realized if I'm going to succeed here and not get fired, I need to change my habits. Yeah. And thankfully, I had a great friend. Um, I've mentioned him before. Uh, his name is John Polstra, right? And he's a personal coach. He does a podcast of his own, and he also, you know, worked at this company. Well, still does. He works at that company, and yeah. uh, and he is great at exploring ways to be better and more productive with anything, not just with work, but you know, with your life in general. Sure. And the first thing he did was he directed me to a copy of uh, Getting Things Done. It's a very famous book. It's got millions of copies in print, written by David Allen with an E, A-L-L-E-N. And it's a very thin book. It's very easy to read. And it talks about a system that you can use to organize how you process and deal with work. But you can pick up many side benefits in that book just the idea of keeping a list of things that you need to do or the things that you need to process how how you deal with those things right as a side effect it it teaches you 
to become more responsible about writing those things down. Yep. And as a result, just starting to practice those things in the book built with me the habit and the muscle memory of writing things down and keeping track of them so I would know what I needed to do. And now, you know, I don't get an infinite amount of things done. It's not like I don't have a to-do list because I get it all done. I, I do have a to-do list. It's it's yeah. pretty large, but I always know what needs to be done. And as I get those things done, I feel really great about it. And I don't hate my I don't hate myself and I don't hate my level of of productivity anymore because I know what those big rocks are. I need to do X, Y, and Z before tomorrow yeah. or before the weekend or before, you know, next month. And I get through them because I know what they are and I don't have to remember them day to day because I have that list. Yeah. And that really helps. And, you know, I, and, and it's really just all about finding tools and, and so forth for that. It's really interesting to me. So it sounds like, you know, from, from you sharing that, that there was sort of like this point where you you made a change, like you did yeah. things, you, you know, you, you put processes in place and I'm just curious because this is something that I kind of work through is like, do you feel like there is always room for improvement and do you change like your processes? Do you tweak them for organization? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there is always room for improvement. Um, there's, a limited amount of time that you have, you know, during the day, and there's only so much you can get done. So right. improvement doesn't necessarily mean doing more things. Right. It just means identifying places where you know that, you know, you didn't keep a record of something that you meant to. Right. And just, you know, realizing that you're not perfect and it's okay. And right. you can always do better, right? You can, next time something comes around, you just, that little switch turns on, that little, you know, Shoulder angel pops up and yeah. says, hey, you ought to write that down. <laughs> you know? Oh, that guy. That yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 I know him. You know, and, and I think for me too, you know, another piece is that I, I bite off a lot less than I would have 10 years ago. Yeah. Like I say no to things because I'm trying to prioritize yeah. and organize. And I know that based on, you know, there is a set amount of time that we have in a day. And if it's not within those means, with if it's not within that time constraint, I just, I say no up front. Yeah, because you know what that list looks like and it makes it, it makes it easier to judge what your hours are going to be like, oh, I know I have all these things to do and therefore I know I can't do that. Here's the effect that other people see, right? When you tell somebody that you can't do something, I think what disorganized people will think is if I say no, this person's going to be mad at me or they're going to dislike me for some reason. Right. And what you realize is turn it around on yourself. When was the last time that somebody told you they couldn't do something? I mean, you might've been disappointed, but you weren't unhappy with them. And the reason was, is that they set that expectation, right? They now are not going to disappoint you in the future. Like you're not expecting them to do this thing. And then it falls through. Right. And they don't, they don't, you know, they don't make it to the, you know, to your show or they don't, right. you know, they don't meet up with you or call you like they're supposed to, right? You were yeah. expecting it and they didn't deliver and that makes you way more disappointed, Yeah. right? And so, Completely. you know, I, I feel like that organizational process really has helped me, you know, 
do just what you said, which is disappoint people a lot less. And, right. and that makes me happier because yep. I feel like a better person. And I think other people have more respect for, for me that way. Yeah. It's helping me live a more happy and productive life, right? I sleep better yeah. at night for, for all this. So, I mean, I think, you know, we were, we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, strategies for doing this, right? Because we're not, you know, you and I, we're not magical people. There's nothing, I mean, other than the fact that we're, you know, of course, incredibly handsome and talented. Yeah. My which, personality is kind of magical. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it is a sparkling personality. <laughs> I have a rapier like wit, yes. you know, but apart from those things, we're pretty normal guys. Right. But we wanted to talk about some of the strategies that people could use to, you know, to, to develop these kind of habits. Yeah. Right. There's nothing other than those things that we already mentioned, there's nothing special about us in terms of having some organizational talent. It's not a talent. It's just a skill. It's like driving a car, riding a bike, yep. or skateboarding, or yep. for that matter, playing bass. That's right. right. Um, and I think, you know, in just starting to talk about some of the strategies, you know, here's here's my rule number one. Keep everything in one place. Yep. Right. And make sure that that one thing is something that you always have with you, right? Yeah. Not something that you write things in and then occasionally it's in your car, occasionally it's at your house, sometimes it's on your person or it's in your bag, but you never know where, eh, who knows, Yeah. right? Right. It needs to be something you have with you. And so, you know, for me, that's a smartphone, right? For other people, it might be like something else. Right. A, um, a day planner? Yeah. You can go like the week to week or the yeah. month to month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for other people, it might be like a laptop, although frankly, I think like carrying around a laptop everywhere is not always convenient, right? Depending on what you're doing. But for right. me, you know, I think the phone is a great place. And, and you know, one of the reasons for that is, you know, having uh, Google applications that I just keep my whole life in, basically. Right. Can you can you just explain that a little bit? Because because this a lot of these are actually new to me in, in working with you. So like, yeah. because I'd, these are tools that I use on a day-to-day basis. And I'd imagine there's other people. So just kind of like from a high level, talk about some of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, so one of the obvious things that, that Google has out there, and you know, again, we're not being sponsored by Google here. It just happens to be something that I use. Um, you know, the most obvious one is is mail, right? Google Mail, Gmail. Right. Um, I started out using that when it first came out many, many years ago. And over time, it's become really integrated with a lot of other applications. So, you know, they have a Google Calendar, right, which is one yeah. of the biggies for me, right? I use that calendar because it's not just one calendar. You can actually have a few separate calendars, huh? right? And you can share those calendars with the public if you need to or with specific people. You can use it to invite people to events like say we're having a band rehearsal, I can set up an event for that and invite every other member of the band and Google will send out an email to them telling right. them when and where it is, right? And even, you know, depending on what they're using, like if they're on Gmail, it's really easy because they can accept it and it'll go into their calendar automatically. But even if not, like it'll, you know, they can- It's in their email. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, having that sharing is, you know, is really key. There's also, you know, another app, uh, Google Drive, which is really popular as well. It's intended for the kind of things that you would use Microsoft Office or the the Mac version of these, like whatever their iSuite sure. is, iLife, or whatever their, their Office suite is. Um, allows you to make documents 
or spreadsheets or presentations and things like that. Now that may sound very businessy. So leaving all of the rest of the businessy things aside, the most powerful thing for me is docs, is the Google docs. Right. So think of Google drive as being like a big filing cabinet of enormous size. Right. And then inside that you can have Google, like Google docs. Yeah. And I use those docs for all sorts of things. Um, set lists for lyric sheets. Yep. Um, so those are all, I mean, those are all really cool things. I think, you know, for me, the calendar though is like definitely the most killer of those apps because I put together a shared calendar for the band and we mark off dates in it. Like, you know, if somebody's out, right, we have that marked. If we have a gig, we have that marked. And then the key becomes writing things onto that calendar when they happen. Right. If you plan a rehearsal, put it in the calendar right then. Again, if you have your your phone with you, which everyone does, that's really, really easy. You know, it's just the equivalent of a day book. Just, you know, don't say, oh, I'll I'll put it in when I get home. You know what? Don't wait till you get home. Do it right then. That is the key. Yeah. That's actually really um that's interesting to me because I've I've never thought about that. So with my calendar piece, like how I manage that. There's there are a lot of redundancies, and the reason is again because like these are these are my bumpers, right? So I yeah. have my processes that there are redundancies, and in, it's yeah. it's inefficient, but it it works, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not saying this is the way to go, but this is just my how I deal with it. So I have, of course, I've got a work calendar, right? Right? It's Outlook based, mm-hmm. and it's very worky, so. um I need that. I can't avoid it. And what I do is anything that is like, when I start to divide that line between gigs and work, I'm looking at timelines. So I'm looking at like, when does work typically end? You know, whatever that is, six o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever my, you know, whatever your time schedule is. Once any of those two things get close together in time, yeah, then I put events in both calendars, my personal, Mm -hmm. which is my, you know, my iPhone calendar. And then I'll also put it in my work calendar. Or if I have something really big, that's gig related, I put it in my work calendar, right? Like, and that's just so when you're looking at it during the day, you remember, oh, like I need to be finished and off this conference call by, I don't know, 630 so that I can go get to this other thing, this other gig or whatever. Yeah, or maybe I have like some, like a rehearsal or something that night and I at least want my mind on it. Yeah. I need to remind my mind. Yeah. Can I remind my mind? (laughs) I'm doing it right now. I'm reminding my mind that I need to like, at least, you know, in my drives between appointments or whatever free times, I want to have that there. So I'll put it as as an an 8 a.m. thing. You know, so I use both. And then to make it worse, I have a third calendar Mm -hmm. and that is a paper, you know, I printed it off of every year. I print off like a PDF file of like a full year. Each sheet of paper is a month and I use only pencil in it. And it is for all of my gigs, all of my bands and my bandmates vacation times so that when I'm booking, I only I forced myself to really only book gigs in one spot, my office. Yeah. And that's where the calendar stays. Yeah. So when I'm on the phone with a, you know, a venue owner or whatever, I could just say, just throw me a date. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. And I have everyone scheduled. I can almost, you know, 
more or less commit to a date for a whole band right there. Yeah. And then as far as my calendar um, organization goes, once a week, it's usually um, Mondays, sometimes a Sunday night, but typically, you know, it's a Monday that I look at my week forward just to like mm-hmm. take a grasp on what's going on in my life for yeah. that week. Yeah. But it, but thinking about like that Google calendar is like perfect because then I could have multiple in one source. It all goes in one place. Yeah. And you can have it up all on your screen. And here's, you know, the other thing, of course, is that, you know, it's not just on your phone, but you can bring it up on your laptop, right? Or your right. tablet or your iPad or whatever and see all those things yeah. in one place. You know, that that may be something worth worth looking at because again, you know, having those things together where you can kind of get a whole grand view of everything at once is really is really helpful. Yeah. So so this was a lot about dates and, and calendars. And I think that's absolutely important. It's one of the first things I think that people run into problems with organization is knowing when am I busy, when am I not busy? And if I could tell you, you know, if I could tell our audience anything, if they have not learned it already. Yeah. is if somebody is looking to you for a date, right? You want to be able to respond right then, not I'll call you tomorrow or I'll call you next week or you know something like that, but be able to tell them right then. Like, yep. I cannot tell you the number of times I've watched somebody in a band that I was, you know, sitting in with or, you know, doing bass chair duties, you know, where, you know, the business part maybe wasn't my, wasn't, I wasn't accountable for for the gig scheduling or something like that. Yeah. And I've watched many band leaders, you know, otherwise really good musicians and really good leaders in the band struggle with the calendar part. Yeah. And struggle with the business because they weren't able to tell somebody right then what they had available. And then it becomes a cat and mouse game where they were calling them for weeks afterwards to try and set up. And the most powerful thing that you have going for you is when you you hop off stage and somebody's seen you perform and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are great. I would love to book you again, uh, you know, 60 days from now. Uh, you know, do you have either of these weekends open? Not being able to respond right then is, it's just a killer. Like yep. you just, you the chances of getting that gig now just dropped like at least 50%, if not more. Yeah, and this is a huge, this is a huge piece for, the, you know, if you're as, as a band, like if you're in a band, right. And if you're a band member, you want to book gigs for your band. Yeah. Like there might be somebody that does the majority of, usually there's somebody that takes the lion's share of it, but you always want to be like the guy that, or the girl that is booking gigs for yeah, your like band. I, yeah. Like I brought in this gig. Here's a great opportunity that I went out and hustled for the, for the band. Yeah. Oh, and if you are the, the person that books, Every now and then, don't make them only free gigs, by the way. <laughs> Just a side note, don't be that person. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, you know, when it gets really busy for us, these dates are flying in and we have to be prepared and we have to hit it right then. Because if you don't hit it right then, then you're adding another task item in the future. You're yeah. actually adding weight to that to that task. You just made another to-do thing for right. yourself that you didn't have to. You could have done it right then. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Just makes it. It, what about you? Are there things that you find that you're organizing as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, um, I mean, as far as like, uh, you know, specific programs, like I use um, Four, Four Score is a, it's an application for my iPad. 
Um, I really, honestly, I have an iPad and the only thing that I use it for is Foursquare. It, at times I'll use it for other pieces, but like today I'm using it and it's all through Foursquare and all that's doing is basically, it's just, I'm sure there's like a ton of apps just like it. I'm just used to this one, but it's yeah. a way that I can um, communicate with Dropbox. So instead of like Google Drive, right? Mm -hmm. I'm using Dropbox and that's, you know, I'm throwing things up in the cloud and then I can pull them back down. So I have in my four score, it's all about like different set lists, um, different projects that I'm doing, whether it's work related or whether it's music related. So they're all in files. So I can keep those pieces, like you mentioned, lyrics, charts, song lists, yada, yada, yada. Um, the other, I think the other pieces, um, these are some like little ones that I do, but I, I, uh, I have a folder for my photos, where I take pictures of settings. So that gig that you're at, that you play regular, that has like a house PA. Nice. That's like always like, a, cause it's, it's, I, I, there's a bad word that I could use, but it's, it's the, the house PA that gets a lot of use. Yeah. Yeah. It's been loved well by many. <laughs> um, and each time you hit it, it, there's like a totally different setting on it. Yeah. So I take those photos and they get stored in a folder. Just That's brilliant. And and that goes for my pedals, that goes for my amp, that goes for anything. So it's just foolproof. Yeah. Bumpers, yeah. life bumpers. Um, I also keep um, folders as well for contracts. So if I'm mm -hmm. if I'm working with a venue or like a wedding and they ask for a contract, I can say, yeah, no problem. I'll have it out to you in, you know, a couple of hours. Yeah. And I follow through with that promise. It's an easy task because it's already completed um, I keep a tally and I am an Excel user, so I keep a tally of income and expenses. So when I buy equipment, it goes there. When I'm making money, it goes in another list. And that's what I use for um, for taxes because that's a whole nother podcast topic. But you got to keep track of that stuff if if you're gigging. Yes. You know, all those strings, everything that you do, you, you know, at least have that information that you can see if a CPA recommends using it as a write-off. Um, and then the other piece that I use for organizational stuff is I'm very um, organized. Um, this is just desktop stuff, right? It's so like my filing, but about my songs and songwriting, whether I'm doing it with a band, whether I'm doing it with myself, um, everything I have converts to an MP3 and I share it with all of my bandmates. Right. I'm that guy because again, that builds like, you know, that reliability. Yeah, yeah. So those are like, I mean, I know I'm just rattling these off, but that's basically like my world of organization when it comes to music. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and again, keeping that stuff in a place where you can get to it at all times is so important. It needs to be at your fingertips yeah. one way or the other. Right. Right. And if you can start to do that, then you can start to get in this habit of writing things down, right? Writing things down is no good if you're writing things down in a place where they, you can't find them later. Right. Right? It's got to be centralized yeah, because you're avoiding basically, and I've seen this when people are looking for something and what do they do? The email search. Yeah. They go to email and search like, yeah. oh, this date, let me see if any of these emails come in because you never wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. And, and it is nice that we can search email and bring things up like that. So that's, that's a positive thing, yep. but having to do that and not knowing whether or not whose name was involved or how, like, what is a keyword that you know was in that email? Right. That's a crapshoot. So right. again, you're recording it at the time is, is super important. Yeah. And, you know, I guess the last 
you know, maybe the last point where we've kind of gone a little long here, but I think it's okay because this is such an important topic, I think, for both of us. And I hope for our audience as well in terms of being organized and trying to to be a better player and a musician and a better professional at what you do yeah. is, again, this to-do list. I cannot overemphasize that enough. If If you don't keep one, start today. And the best thing you can do is get everything out of your head onto a list. And it doesn't matter whether those things are related. They might be in different categories. Like you might be thinking about oh, here's something I need to do. I need to fix the gutter that's hanging on the one side of my house. Right. And you're thinking about that before you can think of the fact that you have a recording session next week with you know your friend John. Yeah. That doesn't matter. It's okay. Just getting that list out of your head yeah. means you have now, you have freed yourself up. Each one of those things that you write down, you have just, you've gotten a worry out of your head. You can figure out how to organize those and categorize them and everything later, but yeah. just get them down first. That's the whole, that's the really important thing. Or even don't be afraid to just get rid of things. Sometimes there's just too much on the list. Oh, it's yeah. okay. Just, just admit to yourself or communicate to somebody that, you know what? It's not getting done. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that is, Dave, that is like, that's such a powerful thing. Knowing that you are not going to get something done and removing it off your list it will free you from a weight. Now, there are things that you can't take off your list. That's clear. Like we're not saying that, oh, having a list means you can just not do things. Don't have to pay the mortgage this month. Right. It's not on the list anymore. <laughs> yeah, power bill, pff, who needs that? Fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but really, um, but there are things that, that we all have that, oh, we want to get it done, but we don't really know if we have time or you know it's optional or it's really not as important as these other things. Get rid of it. Yeah. If, if it comes up again, you can always add it back, yeah. right? But feeling like you have something on your list all the time that's eating at you because you can't get it done, you either have to commit to get it done or get rid of it because you're not going to get it done. Right. And either one of those things is going to make you a happier person. Yep. So yeah, not having those things rolling around in your head is is just is so important. And and I I really do have a I've got a task list like that that I keep for myself of things that I want to get done. And if something is on there for more than if it's a if it's a low priority thing that I know is finite, if it sits on that list for more than say three or six months, I usually get rid of it because I say, you know what, if it wasn't important enough for me to ever schedule some time to get it done, I obviously don't care that much about it. And so if it is optional, truly optional, I just let it go. Yeah. I hi I highlight um the things that have to get done. Because if the list gets long, I want to quickly look at the list and say, I've got a time block here. I can get something done. Which one needs to get done? Yeah. So have some sort of system as to like prioritization. Yeah. Yeah. I think our message for the audience is you can find ways of prioritizing your list, right? We're not going to, yeah. we're not going to maybe explain every single way of doing that, but you can find something that works for you. But the, the yeah. point I think is find a way and stick to it. But the key is get started, right? Get started today. And if you can do this, if you can do, you know, these things that we have been talking about in this podcast, you're going to find, you're going to be a much happier person. You're going to be more productive. People are going to look at you and say, I, I, you know, I don't understand how you get so much done and you're not going to feel like you're doing any more work. You're simply using the time that you have more wisely you spend less time worrying about the things you have to do 
when you spend more time actually getting them done. Right. Well, that was a good. That was a really good talk. I know we went a little long today, but hopefully, the you, the audience members, have have gotten something out of it. And whether you feel that you know we were, you know, maybe we were off the mark somewhere, or maybe we missed a piece of this discussion that you felt was was really important, or that you'd like to, us to touch on in a later episode, we would love to hear from you guys. So visit us at practicalbase.com and leave us some feedback. Talk to us a little bit about what you got out of this episode. You can find an archive of our other episodes there. You, of course, can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, on Google Play Music, on Stitcher, or any other podcatching app. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or Google Plus or Twitter. And we really do want to hear from you. So please uh, don't be strangers. We love to hear from you guys, our listeners. And we want to hear... Uh, what you're finding uh, from week to week in our podcast that is helping you. And if you have topics that you'd like to suggest, please leave those with us as well. And uh, and we'll see if we can pull those in for a, for a future episode. So I think it's probably time to sign off. I'm Paul Freels. And I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Base. Thanks for listening. just me you know wanting to sit somebody down and you know just say here is that plane gonna come through i wonder interesting awesome is what i was thinking you're you're saying i'm saying awesome we're literally doing this on a runway (laughs) (laughs) reporting 458 (laughs) reporting live from dulles airport This just in. Another plane. (laughs) And now for your regular program of Practical Base on the Runway.